Hey, I want to jump on here real quick and give a big shout out to my buddy Colt Naring. Um, if you're looking for a good custom built saddle that fits mules and fits you, you need to check out Colt Saddlery. You find him on Facebook, Colt Saddlery, and uh, tell him Ty sent you. He will take good care of you. Well, happy New Year's, friends. Welcome to the Everyday Mulemanship Podcast. I'm Ty Evans. And it's been a little bit of time. We've uh, taken a break over the month of December, at least from publishing podcasts. We have been doing some uh, recording for you. And we're going to have some awesome guests this year. Excited to share their episodes with you. It's been a lot of fun just to take a month and go uh, go do some recording for you. So, yeah, you got that to look forward to this year, 2023. Lots of awesome guests. Um, my plan for this year is to give you at least one guest episode every month. So that's the goal. Um, I hope we can achieve that, and we're going to do our best to put that out for you. So good stuff coming your way in 2023 from this platform for sure. Um it's been good. Uh, we had a good holiday. Um, Christmas is always a blessing, and uh, it's just a, a a beautiful holiday. So so glad that we get to celebrate and get to uh, have the privilege of worshiping in our own way, worshiping Christ and His birth, and that was awesome. Uh, we did our twelve days of Christmas. I hope you guys all got to tune in for that. We did it live on Facebook, um, and it was so awesome. I, I really wish I would have been in the drawing every day <laughs> this year. It was a, a lot of really cool stuff. Our sponsors are getting better and better every year for the 12 Days of Christmas. It's getting, it's getting really cool. Um, we give away all kinds of cool stuff, all kinds of tack, gear, bits, um, you know, uh, I, I give away some spots to our master class, which just kicked off January 1st, first day of class. And that's been really fun, but we give away some spots there. And, you know, the grand finale on day 12 was giving away the saddle, a custom saddle, custom made to your specs by Colt Naring of Colt Saddlery. Um, so cool. There was some confusion. People thought that we was we already had the saddle. No, this this was a a serious. A, this is a custom saddle made how you want it. So that was really it's so cool. Um, and uh, yeah, it it was a great. So every every year we do a twelve days of Christmas giveaway. It's an opportunity for us to give back to all of you who have supported us so much through the years. You know all the support you give us coming to our clinics. And and being there for us and helping us be able to help more people. And to give back, I do 12 Days of Christmas. Um, Sky and I, we draw a name every day. And these people are folks that are signed up for a clinic. So basically, all you got to do to get in drawing is sign up for a clinic. And, you know, most of you listening probably plan to come to clinics anyway. So... You know, you sign up, you get in the drawing, and you could win some really, really cool stuff. So that's kind of 
that's kind of how that goes. Um, we've been planning our upcoming clinics. We got a, a sweet lineup this year, a really good tour lined up. Um, we're going coast to coast again, east to west, north to south, back and forth we go. Um, got a bunch of semi-private clinics, which they are kind of creeping up there on some of my favorite lists. I, I kind of like the semi-private clinics. I like working with just three or four people and spending the whole day digging deeper, going out on the mountain, out on the trails, working cattle, you know, whatever those semi-private clinics have lined up. I, I really like those. And we got we tried to add more of those for you guys this year. We try to do more. So we got those coming up. They're going to be really good. Again, you know, we got a couple of extreme trail riding clinics. Uh, the one in the fall is already full. One in the spring, we still got some room. Those are phenomenal. Just, just uh, amazing. Uh, got a big cult starting planned for April. We bumped it up a couple months this year. We usually do it in June, but um, decided to bump it up a little bit. And of course it's popular. It is full and that is going to be really cool. Can't wait for the cult starting. Um, so yeah, we got a lot of great clinics and we get to go to Australia again this year. So we are really looking forward to that. All you guys listening down under, um, jump on the website, tsmeals.com and book your clinic because we're coming to you. Excited to get back. It has been, um, well, shoot by the time we get there this fall, it will have been three years since we have been to Australia. So uh, really looking forward to getting back down there. We love going to Australia. It's so fun. Um, amazing people down there. It's it's fun to go work down there. So we're looking forward to going back. And yeah, that's kind of what's going on. I mentioned the master class. We kicked that off uh, January 1st. And it is going really good. We've got a great group of people that are involved in this. They're really dedicated. They're in it to win it. And it has been so fun um, to get this going and help these people coach them along. Um, got a lot of material there. So we're doing that. There's a lot of people that didn't make it, that, that just couldn't do it this year for different reasons, couldn't commit, um, you know, whatever. We've got a lot of people that are requesting to be on our wait list for 2024 already. So that's pretty cool. And uh, if you're listening right now and you want to, you know, you want to be part of that masterclass, the Mulemanship Masterclass, then just shoot me an email and we'll put you on the list for 2024 and, and give you a chance to get in to class there. Um, so we're looking forward to that. But it's been pretty fun. So that's kind of that's kind of the the recap for what's been going on the last month or so. More recently, um, I just got back from my first clinic of 2023, first official clinic. We went down to uh, to to Texas, Southwest Texas, um, right next to the border, and did a private clinic on on a ranch down there and. Man, it was so it was so nice. Mostly, I mean, I I have a lot to be grateful for down there because um, I really can't complain about anything really because it was so good. Uh, the weather was beautiful. The ranch was awesome. Beautiful ranch, ten thousand acres. Um, uh, I got fed breakfast, lunch, and dinner down there. Uh, 
they treated me so well. Um, the, the, the lady that I was helping down there, her and her son were so interested in the mules and horses. So they had a, they got a string. I can't remember if they had 16 or 17 horses or whatever and mules. And, um, got to go down there, work with everything from their, their weanlings to some of their older animals. Um, did a first saddling on a, on a colt. Um, went out and worked, uh, the sheep she has there. She ranches sheep and goats down there. And so it was fun to get the meals out and bring the sheep in every night. And, you know, I just really appreciate people that want to get better, you know, and you're listening right now, you're listening and that includes you. You, you know, if you're listening to this, you want to be better. You're not content with your education right now. If you were, you wouldn't be listening. You know, I really appreciate people that want to improve. And this this lady that I went down there to help, um, it was just really a great week to to spend that time, you know, to get down there and ride the mules, enjoy the weather, enjoy the food, enjoy the questions, enjoy the chance. You know, some of these clinics can be just bam, 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 like go, 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 rapid fire, lots of riding, lots of work, but this deal we had we had the, the each meal basically and this is the great thing about food you guys all know I like food um, but the great thing about food and gathering is you get a chance to talk and discuss things away from the working atmosphere if that makes sense you know when you're in a clinic and you're writing you're kind of in a working atmosphere you know and you think you need to be doing something to be learning but sometimes not doing things helps you learn and by not doing something, that doesn't mean that you're, you know, you're not participating in conversation. You're not paying attention. But what I mean is being able to visit with her and her son and, and talk meals and horses, be able to answer her questions, you know, discuss deeper these, these issues, you know, that she's having with her animals. Um, what I really appreciated, what she, what she wanted most out of the whole private clinic and she told me it was worth her money to, to get a plan for her mules and her horses. What do I need to do next? What should my plan be for the next week? What should my plan be for the next month and the next year? Where should my plans and goals lead me? That was really fun to get to talk about that and to tell her, well, this is what I would do. This is what might work for you. There's, there's no right or wrong answer here. She can do whatever she wants. She can take any path she likes, but it, it was fun to talk about that. And, you know, uh, I, I really appreciate her interest in trying to set things up for her mule to be better and for herself to be better. A big part of the conversations were what could she do to improve herself? And she was so humble. She was so humble to take these suggestions. And it's not like I tell any I don't tell you guys what to do. Don't, you know, I don't say do this, you have to do that. That's not the type of mulemanship that we are trying to express here. <clears throat> I'm trying to give you options. And one of my my favorite quotes 
from Tom Dorrance. Um, you know, I got so many favorite quotes from Tom Dorrance, but another favorite from him. When he would give people suggestions, he'd say, you know, go go try this, and uh, and when that doesn't work, give me a call, and I'll give you another something else to do that might not work. <laughs> you know, and that was, but that's kind of the philosophy of this mulemanship. You know, you, you don't have to do it a certain way. You need to be flexible. You know, if you're trying to get this maneuver done, sure, we're going to get the maneuver. We need to do the maneuver, whatever it is. Let's just call it. Backing up. Okay, need to back up. Well, we need to get it done. We, we need to be able to back up. That's fine. But but going about it, you know, how can we ask the mule to back up? What, what are some things that we could do to present that question to the mule in a way that it would understand it? And, and that's where we all need to be flexible in these things. Don't be so stuck in one one particular maneuver method uh, way or thing that you can't look outside the box and try something i really like to experiment <laughs> so you know we we joke that uh you know that these mules horses and ourselves we're just a bunch of lab rats and let's experiment so we're going to work on this little move, see how that goes. Okay, it didn't work out. Well, take your notes. Observe, remember, compare. If it didn't work, let's think of something else that might. So we need to be flexible in our minds to, to be able to do that. And it and back to this student being humble. That's what I'm talking about. Be humble enough to to make that change. Be humble enough to to switch things up. Be humble enough to to even admit to yourself that that may be that suggestion, that idea, that method, that way might not be the best fit for that animal. You you be honest and open and humble enough to yourself that you can be flexible and change up things to make it better for your mule. And if we really are in it for the mule, for the horse, then this shouldn't be a problem. So... Anyways, it, it was a it was a blast down there. Um, I went by myself. I wish Sky and the girls could have come because they were uh, they were lambing, so baby lambs everywhere, everywhere, and they also raised goats down there. So all the kids being born, kids everywhere. Uh, and you know those goats are super cute, bouncing around, and they're just the goat is like some cross between a. I mean, it it seems like the, a goat is like a cross between a sheep and a dog because they're just got such personality. Super cute. So I wish my girls could have come down and played. But I sure enjoyed my time down there on that ranch. And um, it's just so fun to work with people like you out there right now. They're listening to this. So fun to work with people like you that want to be better, that are willing to put themselves out there, invest time in themselves to be better, which leads me to what I want to talk about today for this episode. I want to talk about what everybody else is talking about this time of year, goals, setting them, resolutions. But my talk for this episode, we're going to call it 
mule time. Now, like many of you, I I am a goal setter. Uh, actually, I'm a I'm a I'm a goal achiever. I want to make that clear. Um, there's a difference in people that set goals, and a difference in people that achieve the goals they set. And so I'm just going to give you a few little tips that might help you with your mule goals. I don't know. I can't help you with maybe all your life things you got going, your life skills. But I can give you some suggestions that I know will help you with your mule time. And this is some stuff that that uh, we've expressed. I've been expressing to some of my students um, in my master class, my mulemanship master class. You know, spending time with their mules, how to make time. And especially this time of year, um, for a, a majority of you listening, whether you're here in the U.S. or in Europe or anywhere in the Northern Hemisphere, you are dealing with winter time, snow, ice, mud, all the above, all the above in one day, <laughs> all the above in one week. Um, we're dealing with some crap here, you know, uh, with, the, with the weather. And it can be tough to, you know, January 1st rolls around, you make a goal, you want to ride your mules, you want to, you want to achieve this or that with your mules, but then here you are stuck with some miserable uh, riding weather. It's tough. It's tough, you guys. I know. It's tough, but you got to be tough. You got to be tougher than the tough situations you're dealing with. And we're going to talk about how to do that. So, mule time. Let's do this. Number one, um, what do you want? Why do you want it? So what do you what do you want out of this? Um, what are you trying to get done here? Um, I want to ride my mule every day. Okay, well that's that's not good enough, and it's probably not going to happen. You're probably not going to be able to ride every day, unless the like the lady I just was dealing with down there on that ranch in Texas, she r- literally rides every day because she has to herd sheep, take the sheep out, bring the sheep back, move the sheep here, move the sheep there. So she's she's riding every day for a job. Now, I know that is that is is rare among the majority of you. I know that's not um you know, the way you guys are are set up. I get it. So, I don't recommend you just saying, "I want to ride my meal every day." All right. But you get more specific. Um f- for me, and I'm just sharing some of these these are some these are just some some personal things the way I set things up myself. Writing down a goal isn't good enough. Writing down the goal is actually not that valuable unless you have some notes under the goal. The notes under the goal makes the difference. How are you going to achieve the goal? So, okay, for me, let's just give you an example of of one of my one of my personal goals, okay, with my mulemanship. I really want to help my mules be able to, um, well, I'll give you a more specific goal. Okay, Riata. Riata is a mule that is coming, um, she's coming eight years old. Okay, and she is, she is in the two range. She's, she's just about ready to graduate to the bridle all the way. I have ridden her in straight up in the bridle one time. She did great. 
And so I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to just take her to the bridal. But anyways, I would like her to be able to carry the leg yield in the trot better. By better, I mean a certain amount of strides. By a certain amount of strides, I mean I want her to be able to carry a, a leg yield at a trot for 10 strides. See how we get more specific? I just went from a, a very vague goal of I want to improve my mulemanship to I want to improve my leg yields to I want to improve Riata, that specific mule, that specific move at the trot. And then I said, I want to improve that for 10 strides. So I have a, a definite goal of what I want to do by the end of the year. I want to be able to lay guild at the trot 10 strides with Riata. Okay. Well, how are you going to do that, Ty, right? All right, let's set it up. Well, I, I know what I need to do to achieve that. I know that I need to have my leg yields at the walk just absolutely solid. Okay, which we do. We basically do. Um, all right, I got that box checked. But how do I build at the trot to 10 strides? Well, we know it's going to take some muscle to, to be able to carry a leg yield for 10 strides. That's going to take a lot of muscle from the meal, you guys. She's going to have to be in shape. I tell you right now, she is not in shape for that. You know, um, I've only rode her once in the last two weeks. You know, probably only rode her about five times in the last month. Okay, she is not in shape for that. So, all right, I got I to gotta build something. So, okay, well, how about I do my very best to get three, carry the leg yield for three strides by May. All right, that gives me five months to get three really good strides. You might be wondering, why so long for just three strides? Because we're building muscle. It takes a long time. Once you get the foundation of the muscle going, then you can add on reps pretty easy. But it takes some time. So I'm going to say, all right, three good strides by May. Okay. Now, by August, which is only just three months longer, I want to have six good strides, six solid strides by August. All right. Now I want eight solid strides by October, by December 31st of 2023. I want to be able to do 10 nice, beautiful strides at the trot, leg yielding with Rietta. That's how I set it up. But I know I got to build that. I know it's going to take time. And um, that's just an example of how my, my little brain, and it's not very big, but how my little brain works at this stuff, how I set goals. It's the same thing for anything else. Family goals, you know, um, okay, I want to say a prayer every night before we go to bed. All right, well, that's not good enough. <laughs> we got to set some habits because our bedtime, unfortunately, for our lifestyle could be, could be all over the place. We could be driving through the night. We could be, you know, staying up late, going to bed early. Uh, we change dang time zones every other week, you know, going to clinics. So it can get tough. But if we want to say a prayer before bed every night as a family, let's commit. We're going to do it at this time. 
every night, every evening, whatever. You set some goals. That's how that's kind of how things work from from humanship for me to my family goals uh to to anything, to business goals. You know, I have goals. Okay, I want to be able to help this many students in my clinics. I want I want this many people to come through my clinics and get the help. Well, how do I get how am I going to achieve that, you know? What am I going to do to achieve that? And you just break it down. But back to, let's circle back to what I'm talking about for you guys, just to help you out. Whatever your goals might be for the year, whatever you're trying to achieve, I want to narrow this down for mule time. Okay, your mule time goal, whatever that is. Maybe you don't have a specific goal like I just shared of building a leg yield for 10 strides. Maybe you don't have that specific of a goal. Maybe you do just have a mule time go goal. Uh, g- good for you. I, I'm glad you at least are trying to do something. And and honestly, a lot of you making a specific goal might may be too challenging and it may be hard for you to achieve to the point that it it depresses you and it makes it hard for you to want to keep going. So you start with something simple before you get specific with different moves that you actually want to achieve. How about just saying meal time? Like I said earlier, that's not good enough for me at the stage I'm in, in my mulemanship. But for a lot of you listening, I know some of you listeners, I appreciate your emails sending me in and talking to me about what's going on and, and telling me about what you're dealing with. Um, a lot of my listeners here, I know that you are brand new to mules and horse equine in general. So you don't even know what you want to do as far as specific riding goals. So how about you just start with mule time or some of you horse time, some of you donkey time, all my donkey riders out there. Um, Whatever it is, write it down, say mule time. Okay. Well, how can we make our mule time actually achievable? I'll give you one of my best tips that that somebody helped me with this i heard it on another podcast and it applies to to any anything you have but if you want to set a certain time aside for your mule time you need to manage the rest of your time throughout your day better so that you can make mule time check out your whole day and and one thing that that i found helpful that i heard on a on a, a, it's actually Champion Living podcast, which is great if you're into fitness and rodeo. Um, but one of the suggestions that came up on there was for for a week, just write down how you spend your time. So you just basically log your time. Do what you normally do. Do what you normally do. Don't change anything, but just log how you spend your time. Just just write down. Okay, well I woke up at I woke up at five a.m. 5 a.m. to 5.30, I really didn't do anything. Maybe I went and had a, you know, whatever you guys do. Maybe you had your orange juice. Maybe you had your coffee. Write it down. Okay, you know, then then 5.30 to 6, I, I fed the mules, you know, what whatever. But write it down. Just keep track of your time for a week. In that week, you can you can try to work with your meals, your horses. Try to get out there and do stuff. Just write down what where your time is, and then after that week, you can give yourself an audit. 
go ahead and just just beat yourself up on that time. Are you really spending your time wisely? Are you really doing what you need to do? Because you might say, I don't have time to ride in the afternoon. But, you know, at the beginning of the day, you got time to, you know, just poke around the house for an hour and just kind of float around there. You know, there's there's all kinds of things that you can do to cut that up. So you check that out and you, you give yourself an audit. Um, the other thing there is, is, is to schedule the time that you want to work with your mules. Just give yourself that time. Okay. I'm going to work with my mule every day from three 30 to, to four 30. That's your hour of time and be there. Treat it like it's an appointment with the most important person that you can think of in your life. It is so important for you to be there at that for that appointment that you would cancel whatever you need to cancel and and be there for it. Now, I know stuff comes up. You get stuck in the ditch, in the snow. You, you know, a family member needs help, whatever. I, I know stuff comes up, but but be there. Be there for it. You know, and and um, you want to try your very best to be honest with yourself with that and really commit. You know, you, you know yourself better than anybody else. So you want to commit to that. Hey, I want to thank our amazing sponsors at Mules and More magazine. Mules and More has been around a long time. It's a great magazine, and uh, shoot, I've been reading this magazine since I was just a little kid. I remember my dad subscribed to this when I was little, and I'd read it every month and loved it. And now uh, our good friend Corey Daniels has taken over as editor of this magazine the last few years, and she has done an amazing job. Um, Also, did you know that Meals More comes in a digital format? You can download it on your phone, read it wherever you're at. So... Hey, be sure to check them out, mealsmore.com. And, uh, you know, hey, tell them Ty sent you. I'd be very grateful. Mealsmore.com. You know, I like to listen to uh, another podcast, just a free shout out to the Jocko podcast. It's one of my favorite podcasts. Um, But he, I heard him talking about, um, about, working out, you know, working out and, and he works out in the morning and, and he's talking about, you'll have lots of mornings where there's going to be all kinds of excuses that you're going to tell yourself. You're going to tell yourself it's, you're too tired to work out. You're going to tell yourself, you don't, you're too sore. You don't feel good. You're, you're, you're too busy. You, you got all kinds of stuff. And, and he kind of went on specifically when you don't feel, when you don't feel like working out, he would say, just do it anyways. Just do it today. And if tomorrow, you can tell yourself, if tomorrow I don't feel good, I'll take tomorrow off, but not today. And he says, of course, that, you know, that never, you know, that never happens. You're, you you know, you just do it today and then tomorrow you'll be fine. You know, most of the time our, our bodies are lying to ourselves with with that kind of stuff you know sometimes you do need time off but do it tomorrow today go ride go ride your mule today you get home i know you had a hard day at work i know it was tough but guess what 
it's amazing how you feel after working with your animals. There's very few times that I regretted going out and spending time with my animals. Now, of course, I I do ride for a living and everything. So for me, there there's a little difference there than maybe some of you. I do kind of have to ride, but not so much lately. Not so much lately. Lately, you know, doing the clinics and the master class and this podcast and stuff, I a lot of my time is spent kind of on the computer, um, you know, answering emails and answering questions and making video and whatever. And so, you know, if it's kind of a crappy day, I don't have to go out there. But I promise every time I do, I don't regret it. So as you're sitting there thinking, oh, it's too cold, just go do something. Just go do something. And, and you see if it's going to be too cold tomorrow. Go do something today. Get out there. And I just, I love that suggestion. And it has really helped for me as far as the working out stuff, because when I exercise in the morning, I believe me, I got all excuses in the world too. I'm too tired. You know, my plane's got to leave too early. You know, I got to get up early and, and drive. I got to do this, whatever. Okay, well, just work out. And if, if you're too tired, then you can take tomorrow off. And it'd be the same thing for you guys and your mules and your horsemanship, your mulemanship. Okay, maybe it's a rough day. Go do it today. See how you feel after. If you still feel rough, take tomorrow off, but not today. Because life is going to throw you plenty of, of times where you have to take the day off. Life is, is, life is pretty wicked to you at times. You're going to have times where um, you wake up and you really are sick. You really are sick. You're going to have times where you got to stay late at work and you just have to. It's just life. You're going to have times where, you know, your your kid is sick and you stayed up all night with them while they're puking and you you, you are tired and it, you you just can't do it. Um I know that life happens. So on the days that you're just kind of feeling lazy and you be honest with yourself, you're going to feel lazy. You're going to feel like, I don't really want to do anything with my meals today. Maybe I just want to go in and watch the latest episode of whatever. Now, go do something because I promise you, life is going to get in your way. And a lot of you are mature enough in your life that you know what I'm talking about. You, you, you can relate to what I'm saying, how life gets in the way. Doctor's appointments, staying late at work, truck breaks down. You need to go get the oil change. I mean, whatever. There's a million things that are going to come up for sure. So get out there and ride. Get out there and work while you have the chance. And here's the other thing. You guys have all heard this. You guys have all heard this quote. I don't know who said it. I don't know who. I can't remember who 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 made the quote, who come up with it. But the outside of a horse does wonders for the inside of a man. You can or a woman, whatever. But isn't that so true? You've all been there. Maybe you didn't feel like riding, but you got yourself out there. You went out there and you did something, and you feel good. You don't regret it. It's kind of like going to college for me. I spent uh, more than the time allotted for a bachelor's degree <laughs> to get it. And you know, I used to think what a waste of time because I don't use my bachelor's degree at all. I got a bachelor's degree in criminal justice that's absolutely worthless to me at this point in my life. Um, you know, and I and I used to think, what a waste of time. 
What am I doing here? I want to ride horses and mules for a living. What am I doing? And, but once I graduated and I got the degree, even though I don't use it at all, I don't regret it. I am so glad that I went out there and worked. And I, and I, and I did it even though I didn't want to do it. I got it done. And I'm glad I did. And hopefully mealmanship doesn't feel that way completely to you. But there are some days that it's going to. You can be honest with yourself. It's not always fun to ride. However, I promise you won't regret spending that time with your animals. Remember what makes you happy. Remember what makes you happy. Remember what gives you joy in your life. And I know, you're listening right now, I know your mules, your horses give you some joy. And it doesn't matter. Those of you that are listening that are, and you're outfitters, you ride for a living. You're cowboys. I got a lot of ranch cowboys that listen to this these days. Um, you're a backyard rider. You don't ever leave your yard. Some of you don't ever ride outside the arena. Some of you um, just got your first mule and you don't even know how to ride. <laughs> you know, there's there's a whole spectrum of you got you listening right now. I, I know, but I promise you this. You will find joy in this. There's something special about mulemanship and horsemanship. There's something so amazing to it. Uh, it's And it's been around for forever. As long as a human has been climbing aboard an equine, this feeling has permeated. It's been out there. You feel powerful when you ride because you're, you're bigger. You're faster. Usually when we ride... It is the best version of ourselves. We're bigger, faster, stronger, more athletic. You know, it, it, it's a it's great, and you feel so good. Remember how that feels. Some of us, it's the simplicity of life. It feels so good to get out there and just take a step back in time. When you saddle up that horse, that mule you step on, you just turn the clock back 100-plus years, and you're living a simpler life. It's you're doing something, you're using a mode of travel that has been used for centuries. You're no different at that time than your forefathers before you, hundreds and hundreds of years back. It's a cool feeling. It's a peaceful feeling. It's simple. Speaking of that, leave your stupid phone <laughs> at in the barn or at, at the house. Unless you want to some of you do like to ride along and listen to this podcast. I've, many of you have told me that. Well, good for you. It gets your mind right. And I do appreciate that. And and I know some of you are listening are, are my master class students that you bring your, your phone down there so you have your list of your review and what you're working on this week. Good for you. However, I would encourage you every now and again just to leave your phone behind turn off the radio i know a lot of you have the radio on the in the barn just be present um one of our good friends and clinic hosts uh our longest running clinic host megan mensing she's been on this podcast before you guys know her um wonderful friend of ours i just uh, really appreciate our friendship and she she posted on social media one of her goals and i can't remember how it was just it seems like it was just a couple weeks ago i don't know time flies but she said one of her goals is to be where her feet are be where her feet are be where your feet are be there 
Be present. Don't worry about anything else but what you're doing right then and there. I was just reading last night um, a new book I got about Tom Dorn. Basically, it's a, and I can't remember the, the, the title. Off. My, my brain just kind of went dead. I can't remember the title, but it's a reprint of a Tom, a book about Tom Dorrance, people's um, re- remembering Tom, Tom Dorrance. Okay. And I read Ray Hunt's writings about Tom Dorrance. And there was a, a paragraph in there that really just smacked me in the face. And I saw it. I just paused after I read it. And he talks about if, if, and this is Ray Hunt speaking, he says, if he wasn't in the right frame, if he's thinking about helping his neighbor brand or a horse that he needed to shoe or another colt that he needed to ride, if he was thinking about anything else other than what he and Tom were working on, Tom Dorrance would say, well, we'll try this another day. And Tom would, he would leave. So if, if, if Ray Hunt was not absolutely present in the work that they are doing, Tom Dorrance would just leave. No wonder Tom Dorrance was basically the greatest horseman that's ever lived, besides Christ himself, I think. Um, it's phenomenal a thought. It's a phenomenal thought J- just to be present. Don't worry about what else is going on. Be there. If you catch yourself drifting off with your mind thinking about all the things you got to do and believe me i am more guilty than probably any of you at this i'm always thinking of of something else like i'm riding this cult but i'm thinking about what i gotta do with that cult cut it out and i try to my best to cut it out too just to be present focus on what you're doing be mindful work on that mindfulness you could call it mulemanship meditation if you want do your meal meditation. Be present. Be in that moment. Don't worry about everything else. It's going to be there when you're done writing. Okay, so that's another thought for you. Here's here's another idea. <laughs> this is a uh, this is something that I've lived by most of my life. Okay, um, <laughs> I'm going to ride first and do the stuff that I have to do later. What I mean by that is writing is the privilege. But the work is still going to be there. Every day, you got to get out there and clean the corrals. Every day, you got to get out there and feed. You got to water. You got to break ice. You got to fix the fence, whatever. There's a million things that you have to do. You have to do them. You have to. You got to get this done today, right? You have to feed your mules. You have to uh, clean the corral. You got to water. Okay, whatever. I know you, I know you have to do it right first. <laughs> right first and then do the stuff you have to do after because what happens a lot of times you go out there you do the stuff you have to do that you that you can't get away with skipping today you do that first and then you're tired then you only got a you're like oh, I only have 15 minutes man now I'm not gonna ride today but guess what get out there and ride first enjoy your time Maybe you only ride for 15 minutes. Okay, well, it's the same 15 minutes whether it's before or after. It just feels different. Ride 15 minutes first and then bust your butt and get your jobs done after. Now, I know that's contrary to how mom and dad taught you. 
<laughs> I know that's not how you were raised. I know you were told to, you know, you got to get your chores done. Then you can play with your friends. I get it. But guess what? You're listening to this. You're probably an adult. You're grown up. Mommy doesn't have to hold your hand anymore. Go ride first. And then you have to do the other work anyways. You you can't not. So anyways, you might find that goofy. You might find that silly. Whatever. But I uh something that has has helped for me. And you know who who taught me that <laughs> in a in a slightly different way um was Sky's dad Larry. Larry would tell me when it comes to riding, when it comes to riding mules, he would cuz I would often I'd ride all the colts I was hired to ride, all the outside horses and mules. I would ride them first and I would save mine for last and then, you know, of course I'm tired, I'm sore, I got you know, this hurts, this aches, you know, I'm, I'm sick of it, whatever. And I would skip riding my mules. And Larry said, now ride your mules first because you want to. You have to ride everybody else's mules. Ride yours first because you want to. Enjoy your ride, work on them, and then you have to get the other road. You can't not. Therefore, you'll get everything road. I said, okay. And I took his advice. And that advice was gold. <laughs> so all you trainers out there, there's lots of you that are trained for a living. Hey, take that advice and run with it. Ride yours first. You have to ride everybody else's. So you're not going to skip that. But you can get a little lax and lazy on your own. So ride yours first. Do the work you have to do after. Okay, be organized in what you want to accomplish. This means kind of like my goal, my specific goal about the leg guilds, you know, be, be organized. What do you want to do with your meal? Now I know some days you don't have the time to do all this work, but be organized on what you want to do. What, what are you after there? Don't waste your time just poking around doing random stuff that isn't going to actually help you achieve your goals with your writing. Now, I know some of you are just trying to make time to write. You don't really care what you do. Okay. Well, I'm not really talking to you at this point for a second. I'm talking to the people that have specific goals of improvement. If you want to get better at backing up, what do you got to do? All right. Well, I know that it takes a great hindquarters to engage and do a correct back up with power. So what do I got to do to build the hinds? All right. Well, I need to, I could roll the hinds. You know, I could do, you know, all the various methods of moving the hindquarters. I could build that, you know, and I, and I get organized. I do those types of things, um, you know, cro working on trying to get my mule to cross a bridge, my little make-believe bridge out there, spending 20 minutes at fighting over that bridge is not going to help me with my backup. But if I work on the things that are going to support the thing that I'm trying to achieve, you know, it'll, it'll pay off. So be organized in what you want to accomplish. Um, less grooming, more writing. Now, this might be contradictory to what you do. Um, here's the deal. There is a minimum amount of grooming you're going to have to do if you want to ride. Of course, if I want to ride this animal right now, I need to make sure that everywhere, at, at minimum, here's the bare minimum. The minimum is I need to clean this animal thoroughly 
on all the points of contact because I don't want anything to rub, get sore, cause cause cuts, cause whatever. I need to make sure everything is clean. So that means like, okay, where the saddle pad, saddle's going to go, the cinches are going to go, breast collar, britchin, head stall area, all that needs to be clean. That's your minimum. You know, that's just good animal husbandry, right? Okay, but you don't need to <clears throat> spend an hour, <clears throat> excuse me, you don't need to spend an hour grooming this animal to ride it for five minutes. Okay, and honestly, if you're just going to do groundwork, um, you maybe don't need to groom at all. Okay, your mule is out there looks like a, a mud, a mule mud monster, right? They roll in everything, and um, but today you're just gonna go out and do some groundwork. All right, with, okay, you only got 15 minutes. That's all you the time that you have. Uh, okay, you don't have to brush the thing. Um, maybe just clean up around the halter so you don't rub anything, and then go do some groundwork. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Um, it doesn't have to be beautiful. You don't need to polish the hoofs to go right. You don't need to have to give it a bath every time. You you know, you don't, there's a lot of extra grooming that we do and it is good. I'm not, I'm absolutely a advocate for good animal husbandry. I think you need to take care of them and, and I, I think you need to do good at it. I think that's a big part of horsemanship, mulemanship. But what I'm saying is if you only got a little bit of time, do your, do the minimum grooming required to, to accomplish that. And then go work, go play, go, go do something. A lot of you listening right now are in the land of ice and snow and darkness, which really sucks. Um, so in my Mulemanship Masterclass Facebook group, um, which it's, it's, it is just for the Masterclass students, but so it's going to be hard for you to find. It's a private group. However, I want to just share something. There is a... Um, there's a student in there that shared these solar lights um, that, uh, you know, you can kind of put up anywhere, you know, and you don't have to run power. I know a lot of people, it's such a big deal to, to get lighting wherever you are. But now these solar lights make it possible that you can work in the dark. It's, it's no big deal. Um, I actually just ordered some and we'll see when they come. But um, I'm not going to promote any one brand. There's all kinds of brands out there. You can just look it up on Amazon. Um, but put some lights up. I know you get home after dark. I'm sorry. I know you, you, you work for a living. You work good for you. I'm, I'm glad you, I'm glad you do. And I understand you don't get home till after dark. All right. Well, do you really want to ride your mule? Yes, you do. Okay. Well do something about your lighting so you can go, go ride in the, in the dark, you know, go put up a light. These solar, solar lights are, I thought were a great idea. And she shared that. And I actually ordered a couple. I'm going to try them. And um, I thought it's awesome. So solar lights. Uh, if you're in the ice and snow. So when I was training for the public and I didn't have a indoor area to ride. I was just riding outside. And I'm in Utah. And there's always a ton of snow, ton of ice. It was a pain. I would shovel out my round pen at least. So I, I tried to, back when I was doing that, I tried to keep my round pen dry. So I had at least one place on the whole property I could go in there and do a little something. And so I'd shovel that round pen out every time it snowed. And I'd do it, you know, if it was snowing all day, 
I'd go shovel a little bit this morning, a little bit midday, a little bit evening, whatever I had the time to do, I would go shovel it. And then whenever ice showed up, I'd go buy ice melt. And, um, yeah, I was doing it for a living. So it was part of a business and I needed to, to keep good ground going. And so I had to pay for ice melt. Some of you might not be able to do that, but Hey, go shovel it out, spread that ice melt, get stuff, get stuff cleared up. I mean, I would take shovels out there and picks and I'd pick and break up the ice. A lot of times I'd get just solid sheets of ice, you know, a few inches thick, sometimes three or four inches thick just miserable stuff. And I'd take a pick out there and I'd bust it up, shovel it out. But I wanted a place to ride. I wanted a place that I could work. And it was worth it to me to put that work in. You know, you don't have to have a big old area to, to do some work too. You guys can do get a lot done. You can do groundwork in the little, you know, your little barn alley, the little center aisle of your barn or a little uh, stall of your barn. You could do just, you could do anything. And if if you're just, you know, Maybe the best you can do is go out and groom. I, I know I just said, um, you know, maybe skip some of the extra grooming and get to riding. Well, maybe you only have five minutes. Hey, you know what? Just going out, catching your mule, brushing them a little bit. Hey, that's going to that's gonna pay off. That's going to pay off. At least you're doing something. Um, I like to, you know, I've shared this with some people before, and I, um, I got the idea from a, another podcast. I mentioned Champion Living Podcast. It was, it's a good one. But um, they talk about wins and losses. So basically, you know, if you're trying to make mule time, you know, you can put up your calendar and say your goal is, okay, you want three days of mule time a week. Okay, three days of mule time. Um, those days you have set aside. If you get to have mule time, you put a W. Okay, put a W by every mule time day you, you know, that you actually get out there and you do that. The days that you miss, you put an L. You might start out January. There might be more L's on your calendar than W's. And that will ignite your fire. That will make, you'll see that and you'll say, my gosh, I'm going to do better. I want to do better than that. I want more wins. I want more W's on my calendar. Get you another, you know, the next month, February comes around, put more W's up there. Work, do that meal time. Put your W's up there. See how many W's you can get. It'll give you a great overview, just keeping track like that. You'll want to put a W up there. At the end of the day, if you have to write an L, you're going to hate it. <laughs> you're going to hate putting the L on there. It's going to ignite you, or at least it should. It should ignite you. But I promise you guys, you will be a better human. You'll be a better human for making the time to spend with your mule. Like that, I mentioned that quote, the outside of a horse does wonders for the inside of a man. And it's the same thing. For the mules, men and women, you guys will all do better. You'll be better. It's going to make you a, a better human. It's going gonna, it's gonna to help you reset you're gonna enjoy that the simplicity setting you know kind of going back in time and, and spending that time with your animals um is so good for you it's so good for you so hopefully that gives you some stuff to think about so that you can set some goals and make that mule time i would love it if all of you would Make a mule time goal right now. 
go make that mealtime goal. What do you want to do? What do you want to accomplish? What do you want to get done from this? I hope you all get to spend more time with your meals this year. I think you'll be a better human, like I said, at the end of the year, if you get your mule time or your horse time or your donkey time. So we got some great questions coming up. I will be right back. Okay, friends, I got to tell you about Boyd Ranch Mule Days in sunny Wickenburg, Arizona. Coming up March 6th through the 12th, 2023. It's right around the corner, you guys. You got to join us for this. We got a clinic ourselves we're putting on March 6th through the 8th. Uh, Also, my good buddy Chris Clark, an amazing Grand Canyon Packer, um, he's doing a clinic there. And we did a podcast episode with him uh, a few episodes back. Uh, Check it out, Chris Clark. Him and his wife, Marisa, are just fantastic people. And he's doing a three-day packing clinic out along the Hasayampa River. Hope I said that right, Scott. Um, and uh, it's a great time. You know, Scott Stewart, Lisa Taka, a whole bunch of other people, they do an incredible job putting this Mule Days on. Uh, there's trail rides every day, you guys. Short, long, ultra long, uh, dang good food, dinner breakfast uh this year they got some nashville songwriters um and amazing artists coming to entertain us uh we have a good time dancing my girls love to dance there we have a great time just a a wonderful experience they got a mule ramble they got a trail course and all the proceeds from this mule days goes to benefit children's programs there at boyd ranch uh, a great opportunity to give back to the youth um, and we love the kids coming up we want to continue this legacy so we would love if you would come support mule days at boyd ranch um, for more information go to boydranch.org look it up on social media boyd ranch mule days uh, just come enjoy your time with us we would love to see you there Okay, our first question comes from Scott Stewart down in Arizona. Scott Stewart is uh he's the host down there for Boyd Ranch Mule Days. Um you got to go check him out. You pr- just heard you just heard the advertisement for this. Uh, Mule Days, it's a great time. So Scott says, "My mule while we were at an event last weekend at Boyd decided that at random she turns to the left, always left. She's pretty soft to the left, not so much on the right. While on the trail, she just turns left, head tip that way. I pick up on the right rein, and it has no effect because I can't get much of an angle on the rein and end up just making uh, pressure on the bit directly back. So I started, when she does this, do rolling the hinds, rolling the front to the left, and return to the trail. Picking up... The right rein and asking her to move the front to the right was not working. Sometimes we go around multiple times before she decides it's easier to go back the way I want her to go. I'm wondering if this is the most effective thing to do or should I continue to pick up right rein and try to roll the hinds to the left, even though her head is over to the left. Slow progress, Scott Stewart. All right, Scott, thank you for the question, sir. I can't wait to get down there to Boyd Ranch in March by the way, 
Um, all right. So Scott, this is what I'd be doing, my friend. Um, number one, make it more difficult to go to the left. So this meal basically wants to just head off to the left all the time. It sounds pretty fun, Scott. Um, okay. Make it more difficult to go to the left. So when the mule does just dodge off to the left, like you're describing, Scott, I would put some pressure on, I would make that, make a big circle, for example, make a big circle under the left. And I would really hustle, 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 hustle. Like I turn that heat up, even make her trot that circle. When she gets back to the trail, leave her alone. The other thing you can work on when she dodges to the left like that is to slide down that left rein, bend her a little bit laterally to the left, and then roll the hinds to the right. So your left leg is back, what we call third gear. Your left rein is holding the lateral flexion to the left. The mule's hips are moving to the right, from left to right. So you could roll the hinds. And again, do this with some authority. Do this with some drive. So you you got to you got to engage this mind a little bit. If it's just kind of a poking around turn and it doesn't really, it doesn't really uh, kind of arouse that mule's senses, um, that's not going to be effective. Do enough to be effective. So, and then of course, Scott, be more aware of when it's going to happen. Pay attention. The, the mule's telling you long before she goes dodging to the left that she's going to do it. Watch that ear. That little ear will tip. Maybe she's thinking about it. She sets up. She's preparing. Watch all those things. Feel that meal. Pay attention. Pay more attention. And and you can, you know, then you can kind of just tip her to the right and uh, help her out. You know, uh, all in all, too, you know, you need to build some, build some understanding in your right rein. Get that better. Work on it more. You could do some more lateral flexion. Do more circles to the right. All that you can you can build some muscle there that'll help you. Good question, Scott. Thank you, sir. Uh, next question is from, I believe it's Lisa. Hello, Ty. I've been working my mule for two years now under saddle, and she has much improved thanks to your teachings. I've had a major setback, though. She bolted on the trail on the way back, something she had never done before. I tried to roll the hinds at first, but every time I tried something, she braced her neck and sped even more until she was at a full gallop. The trail being slippery and narrow, I couldn't try circles or serpentines and had no other option but to go with her until she stopped. She now, uh, excuse me, so now she learned that she can take the lead over me. My question is, if I get more softness and control over her in the arena, will it help me overrule dangerous behavior out on the trail? Or will she keep a different behavior out on the trail? How will I know it is safe to go out again? Thank you a lot for your kind help and generosity, Lisa. Okay, Lisa. So, uh, okay, here's something, and I've shared this on previous episodes. You guys have all heard me say this if you've listened to previous episodes for sure. But I did my own little science, my own little study, my own little statistic a few years back. I kind of kept track of people that would call me, email me, whatever. Um, about bolting and runaway mules. They all had something in common, all these mules. I would ask these owners, these people, I would ask them, how well does your mule go through their transitions? Meaning walk, trot, lope. 
crazy thing. 100% said one of these two things. They either said, oh, my mule's really bad at transitions. We're, we're not very good at it. Or B, they said they didn't work on transitions at all. That was 100% of all the bolting animals answered one of those two ways. So what does that tell you? Work on transitions more. So in the arena, turn things up. The, the, the more control you have at the lope, and I'm talking about like lope, like gallop, like get out there and, and move that mule. A lot of people don't ask for enough in the arena where it is pretty dang safe. I mean, you know, where are they going to go? <laughs> They're not going to run off anywhere, just ride. So ask them, turn it up, turn it, turn it up and go. But again, you got to build to this. You, you can't just say, all right, well, all right, well, Ty says I got to work on transitions. My, by golly, let's uh, kick that old mule and let's lope. Well, yeah, you might get in some trouble. Get control, ride on course on loose rein at a walk, ride on course on loose rein at a trot, on course on loose rein at a nice little lope. On course, on loose rain at that gallop. Work at it. Get it good. So turn things up. You know, and the other thing, too, is 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 we need to build some coping skills. So if we're getting some some behavior like this out on the trail where the mule just runs off, we're lacking coping skills. We're lacking that ability to self-regulate this nervous system here. So the mule says, oh, I'm scared. Retreat. We need to We need to rewire this a little bit. You do this by turning things up. Let the mule come down. Let him build some coping skills. So you 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 do this slowly, and but often do do a little often, and and you'll build this ability for the mule to to self regulate to come through these things. You know we've talked about this in a lot of episodes of, of building this ability to self regulate. It's critical though. They're not going to get any better unless you push them. You guys got to push your mules. You got to ask more of them. So you're going down the trail, <clears throat> there's a little log right there. You can go around the log or you can go over the log. Go over it. Push your mule. Ask them for a little bit. Go over that log. Get them engaged. Get them up a little bit. Get them thinking. A little bit of stress, a little bit of anxiety will be fantastic. So so, so do that. Ask for that. And then leave them alone for a little while. Okay, good. All right, now you're riding down the trail. and um, you come up on a meadow. All right, well, go turn things up. Go go trot. Go trot some figure eights. Really, just really put put the heat on there. Like, really, really trot, 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 trot. Watch your mule get a little stress built up just a little bit. And then stop. Let it come down. They need to learn how to regulate through this. They need to learn how to how to be able to shift up, shift down like that. And relax. And come off of that. Engage them. Do some things that are hard. Go, go, go over these challenging obstacles that come up on the trail. In the arena, um, introduce some things. Do, do some things that'll build up a little bit of stress, and then back them off. This is again something you do a little of, very, very often. Do it quite a bit. All right. So hopefully those things will help you, Lisa. All right, next question from uh, comes from Scott Nichols in Idaho. Hello, Ty. When rolling the hinds, I have experienced fancy caving in at the shoulder 
when I ask for lateral flexion, then dragging or stepping the inside hind over to the outside hind. Um, is this because I have failed to keep her moving forward and therefore she is not able to step across? How do I correct this? Thank you for all you do and happy new year, Scott Nichols. Thank you for the question, Scott. Um, all right, buddy, you need to build the drift like we talk about in the foundation classes, building that drift. So when you guys are rolling the hinds, first of all, you want to be able to roll the hinds, maintaining lateral flexion without you having to make contact on the rein. Um, okay, so you so you build that, you you go to roll the hinds, but the mule still wants to come in on the uh, with that front end and not kind of drift out and away from you. You may have to put a little pressure up there towards that shoulder, Scott. So you kind of may have to block that eye, block the inside eye, block that head, uh, block that shoulder, put a little pressure so that 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 shoulder actually drifts away. I'd rather have that shoulder drifting away a little bit even if the mule's kind of floating too far out, like kind of drifting too far with the whole front end to the outside, I'd rather have them doing that than, than leaning into you and pushing on you. So you just check on that and make sure that, uh, you know, that, that that's, that's working and you can block that. Maybe you have to drive the hip more, maybe more driving on the hip, pushing it out more might help you. You can try those things um, and see how that goes for you. But the answer, Scott, is build the drift. You need to build a better drift. What I mean by drift is, as you roll, let's say you're rolling the hindquarters to the right. So from left to right, the hindquarters are going. I'm looking for the left hind leg to step over and in front of the right hind leg. At the same time, that foot is stepping the outside front foot. So in this case, the right front foot would be walking in line with that inside hind. So that that right front foot is actually stepping away from you and forward. So that's kind of how it it go there as you roll the hind around. Thank you, Scott. Next question comes from Melissa. Hey, Ty and Sky, what would you do about a horse that bolts through a gate when leading another horse out of the pasture? So she. So she's taking a, she's taking a horse out. She's just leading one horse out. And then one of these other horses in her herd is trying to bolt, bolt through the gate and escape. She is fine with leaving her pasture mates, but loses her mind when you take another horse out. It's gotten a bit out of control. I tried taking a flag out with me to flag her back, but though that only worked one time. She has literally ran through me and the other horse I was leading out. Thanks for your thoughts looking forward to the mulemanship masterclass and uh, it has started the masterclass has began and melissa is in that class so she's getting some answers in there as well some of these questions are from you know early december because we've taken the break um okay melissa um you said you took the flag out but it only worked once i would ask why did it only work once um what did how come it should have worked meaning this horse comes to push on you. You should have been able to drive it off the flag and the horse should have found relief away. And then when it came back to you, you drive it again. So here's what I would do, Melissa. I would go out there. I would catch one of the other horses and began leading it toward the gate. All right. And when the rest of the herd comes up, have your flag ready and drive them off. They don't need to go far, but they need to go about 10, 20 foot away from your gate. And then you just wait right there. They want to come in and crowd you again, drive them again. And 
you drive them, and then as soon as they're going away, you'd leave them alone. Um, a lot of people add in like an extra slap. Like as the mule is going away, they'll give them an extra one. You don't need to do that. When the mule is, or your horse, excuse me, when your horse is thinking about going, thinking about stepping away, let it go. Let it let it step away. Don't don't add anything extra. Often when things don't work like that, that's why I asked why, is because there was no relief found by the horse. Make sure that the horse you're trying to drive away is finding relief away from that gate instead of finding all the relief there. If this is still an issue, you might just attempt all this without even leading a horse out because I would say you're probably getting crowded. At least that would be my guess. Um, typically, if you're not getting crowded, then it would be kind of odd. But you're getting crowded even when you're not even leading anything else out. You're you're probably opening that gate and the horses are all crowding you, which is fine. Believe me, I, I do want my mules at the gate, so to speak, but I want them respectfully at the gate. Now, I know respect is abstract thought. These horses and mules are not capable of respect, but for lack of our our human vocabulary that I am aware of, um, I, I do want them to, to be aware that crowding me is a bad idea. <clears throat> I don't want them thinking that, hey, let's just run through Ty and uh, go have some fun <laughs> outside the gate. So work on that even without you catching anything of establishing that space. And then again, work on, you know, <clears throat> work on, um, catching something, going to lead it to the, just, you don't even open the gate, just lead it to the gate. When you get crowded, um, drive them off. And then as soon as the animal is away from you, thinking about going away from you, leave them alone. Don't add anything extra in there. <clears throat> Excuse me. And lastly, Melissa, I would work on this particular horse rushing through the gate anyways. Because it's probably not going through that gate with a whole lot of quality. You probably don't have a great handle on this horse. So it would be a good idea to, to do your groundwork and establish a good foundation. Because believe me, if they lead well with the lead rope, I'm talking the quality I'm, I'm chasing, they will they will lead well without a lead rope. Meaning they're not going to, okay, well, halter and lead rope's on. I mean, let's just bust through. They, they wouldn't do that. They'd have an understanding and you could move them with kind of your make-believe lead rope, so to speak. So those are a few things you can work on, Melissa. Hopefully that helps you. Hopefully the master class, a lot of stuff you're already starting on is is uh, is already getting that worked out for you. I bet it is. Okay, the last question is from Unknown. This is somebody that uh, just kind of sent me a, uh, as actually a text message, actually. And I have no idea who it is. Um, so if you're listening to this, uh, and, and this is your question, just to tell me, uh, to tell me who you are. Cause when I went to write this down, I realized, oh, I have no idea who I'm ta even talking to. Um, uh, but I'm sure it's a good friend, whoever you are out there. I'm sure you're a great friend of mine. I went down to work whiskey. That's the animal, uh, this evening when I usually go down to feed, um, I know he was expecting to be fed, but I wanted to try and get a quick session in on clearing the front. After putting the halter on, I asked him to move. He put his ears back and became very animated and energetic. He started swinging his head, scooting his butt at me and kicking out to the side at me. He did this several times, and I have to say I was quite intimidated, even from a weanling. I kept my head and continued to ask him to move forward. 
He then began to try to fight me on the lead rope and even backed all the way up, pulling hard. Looking back, I probably pulled back more than I should have, but I did not back down. I was determined to not let him learn that that behavior um, uh, would allow him to get what he wanted. Shortly, I had him manageable and clearing the front in centered circles on both sides. And at this point, I ended the session after his compliance. I have never seen him ever act this defiant and aggressive, and I'm sure it's because he was expecting to eat and I made him work first. Is this a situation I should avoid? What would have been the best way to handle his temper tantrum? Thanks, and hope you have a Merry Christmas. We did have a Merry Christmas. We did have a Merry Christmas. Thank you for that. So, uh, all right, unknown texter. Um, yes, you should try to avoid this. You definitely want to avoid these negative confrontations for sure. But don't worry too much. This is a babe. This is a weanling. This is not that big of a deal. Um, however, you're right. It does need to be taken care of. I am not going to be yielded by by one of these weanlings. I'm not going to have them drive me, push me, whatever. But you do need to understand where we're coming from here. So the weanlings, I mean, really, the, not a lot of it of that behavior is a big deal at that stage at all. Um, they're just trying to figure life out. It's kind of like a um, a teenager, you know, before they're you know ready to graduate high school. They kind of want to, you know, they you know they kind of don't know where they are in life. Um, trying to figure life out where, where they want to be, what they want to do, what's going on, where do they belong in this whole hierarchy of life. And the wheeling is kind of like that. It's just, this, this one's just trying to figure out where does it belong? And it is seeing if it can yield your feet a little bit because that's normal. If it was another herd animal, it'd be doing the same thing. Who moves whose feet kind of a deal. That is a, a real, um, issue in their herd. Um, and they do work at that. But this is, you know, whatever you did, it obviously worked. So, you know, as, as you was working on getting that, that weaning manageable, you, you got it done. You, you finished the job. So observe, what did you do? What did you do? Do it again next time. Maybe the only things you could do sometimes is instead of actually trying to move um, these weanlings, and this is, this is different, you guys, this is, this is why it's hard to give advice that is like a shotgun blast for everybody. But this is kind of specific to these babies. Sometimes, well, I guess it could be applicable to some of you with older animals. Yeah, I guess it is. Here, here it is. I'll just get to it. Sometimes when you get in that little bit of a bind, when you're kind of getting this, this little glitchy trouble, sometimes it's good just to pause. Like, can I get this meal just to pause right here? So basically, all I would do is just, I'm not going to try to go clear the front. I'm not going to try to move it. I'm not going to try to make a circle. I'm not going to try to do anything with it except for, hey, can you just stand there? And I might just block the mule from, from moving. So I'm not actually trying to actually ask it to do anything. I'm just blocking it from moving. Just trying to bring it down. Now, that may not work, especially, you know, if they're feeling pretty pretty fresh and they got to move. You know, so say, like you said, this wheeling went to backing up on you. Well, just go back with it. Just go with it. I would just keep walking with it. So let's say I was trying to clear the front. I'm asking this mule, and it could be wheeling or it could be a 20-year-old. I don't care. 
you're asking this mule to clear the front and it just goes to walking backwards. I would just walk backwards with it and continue to ask the mule to clear the front. I don't care if we walk clear down the road, clear to the neighbor's house, around the arena 20 times, clear out to the pasture. I don't care where we walk. I don't care if they run into the barn. I've had plenty of them that just keep walking and not even paying attention where they're going. They just slam into a fence. Um, I'm not, you know, promoting that you run them into something. But my point is I will keep going with them. I will stick to my question. My question was clearing the front. I'm going to hang in there. I'm going to keep asking that question. And as soon as the mule even gives me a slightest bit of effort, the littlest try, even just flicks an ear that way and kind of maybe even leans, I, I I will back off. That's when I will show them the relief, the the peace. That's the key there. So I, I will stick to my questions. And that's a that's a big piece for sure for wherever any of you are in your mulemanship. For their sake of understanding, make sure that you stick to your question. That doesn't mean you can't, you know, take a detour to get there. You know, you might have to take some detours to get there. But stick to that question as best as you can and tell and help them understand it. Because the problem is if we go to present this question to them, you know, clearing the front, for example, the mule goes to backing up and I just shut it all down in that manner. And in that moment, well, I am kind of confirming to the mule that, Hey, you know, that's exactly what I wanted. And think of it from their point of view. There's no right or wrong. I, I did this little cue. They went backwards. I left them alone. They found peace. Okay. They pull out their little mule notebook, their little mule pen, and they take a note. All right. Well, one, when the person holds its arm out like this, I just go backwards and it works. Okay, they, they learn. There's no right or wrong in it. It's just a cause and effect. So make sure that when you're asking something that you'll you'll hang in there to, to get through some of these things as, as much as you can. Don't change your questions. Changing your questions confuses the mule, adds stress, adds misunderstanding, and uh, it's just not good for your, your relationship there. So... Hey, these are some great questions for this episode. Um, I'm really looking forward to a a wonderful 2023 with all of you on here. Um, I would love to answer your question. If you're listening right now, you got a question right now, just jump on your email. Send me a question. My email is ty at tsmules.com. That's ty at tsmules.com. Send me a question. Make sure you put it in the subject line, question for podcast, and we will be sure to get it on the show. Uh, If you want more information about our clinics, our online video library, our masterclass waitlist for next year, uh, all that good stuff, you can visit our website, tsmules.com. Hey, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I would love to hear your thoughts. You can leave us a review, especially on Apple Podcasts. I would love to hear what you have to say. Leave us a five-star review. Leave us a comment. Let us know how we're doing. Hey, thank you so much for listening. God bless you, and we'll see you down the road. Hey, we want to thank our sponsors, Western Mule Magazine. Ben and Anita Tennyson do a amazing job with their magazine. I've been writing for them for a few years now, and uh, they're great. Look up Western Mule Magazine dot com and check them out.